0: Welcome to Skoll Stories, presented by CenturyLink, trusted technology partner of the Minnesota Vikings. Tonight, Pete Bursich and I are talking to former Vikings running back great, Robert Smith. And Pete, before we uh, launch into our discussion with uh, your former teammate, one of the greatest running backs in Viking history, Robert Smith, just a real quick recap about... What happened last Sunday against the Green Bay Packers? But more importantly, looking forward, what the Vikings have to do to kind of
1: reboot this team? Well, I, I mean, I think the easiest thing you can do is is cut down on the mistakes. I mean, the jumping off sides and hard counts, uh, you know, some of those other some of those mistakes those are those are easily correctable. I think, you know, defensively. Uh, you know, it's going to take a little time, but the the defensive backfield is going to get better. They're going to learn to play together. Uh, they're going to get more physical. I think that's uh, one of the things that they need to do. And then and then just an increased awareness. Um, the hard part, I think, is is going to be the defensive line and, and figuring out how they can get pressure with just a four-man rush. And I thought the offensive line, minus a couple of mental errors, uh, you know, looked pretty good. So there's a lot to build on. And I think this game, this week coming up against the Colts, with the way they stunt and do things up front, uh, there's going to be some opportunities for Dalvin Cook that make some really, really big plays.
0: Well, uh, he's not as mobile as Aaron Rodgers, but Phillip Rivers has been around the block for a long time, and I'm sure looking at that film, he's probably chomping at the bit to get a shot at that Vikings secondary. And if the Vikings don't get a better pass rush, He's not. He's not going to run anywhere. But Rivers can carve you up.
1: Yeah, he can, and that's you know you you see that when you watch the film is when he's allowed to take a five or seven step drop, plant and throw, and not have anybody in his face. He can still get that thing thirty some yards down the field on a dime. Um, It's just we know him. We saw what we did to him last year when he was Mm -hmm. with the Chargers. It's just if you get him out of his comfort zone, uh, you know he's if the play that is originally supposed to be there isn't. Then he's going to struggle. But, um, yeah, if you just sit back and play coverage, he'll pick you apart.
0: So, Pete, Burst, be, uh, before we start our conversation with Robert Smith, for those fans who maybe were too young or don't really remember the impact that Robert Smith had on this football team, uh, give us a, a quick synopsis from uh, a former teammate.
1: Well, um, you know, Robert is, uh, you know, he was one of Denny's favorites. In you know, to this day he'll, he'll deny it, but, he, you know, he really was um, – but an amazing, amazing athlete. And between him and Leroy Horde, uh, we had a backfield that was as good as, as any in, in the league, I think. And, and plus, he had the wide receiving core in front of him. So, um, you know, Robert was all, is also a, a great guy. Um, and there's so much more to Robert than just football. Uh, and so it's like wh- whenever we talk and talk football, it's, which is great. It's just there's so much other, there's so many other things that are going on behind the scenes with him uh, that uh, that that make him, uh, you know, the remarkable person that he is. Well, Pete, I'll let you kick off this uh, line of
0: questioning with the one and only Robert Smith, who was always very quotable after every football
1: game I ever covered with the Minnesota Vikings. You can't forget Robert had 29 games of 100 plus yards and was the first Viking ever with four straight 1,000 yard seasons from 97 to 2000. So with that, Robert, welcome to the show. And uh, it's always, always, always great to sit down with you.
2: Always a pleasure, my man. And I was... uh I found out a little bit late, you know, with Fox calling the game, uh, this weekend, I found out a little bit late that you can't use game pass to watch games live. And I have spectrum. I don't have direct (laughs) TV. So I had, I had to go, I had to go to a BW threes to watch the game. And I'm sitting there watching it and listening to, uh, to you and PA, uh, calling it, uh, on radio as well. So it's, it's, it's great to sit and talk with you and always great to hear your calls on the game.
1: Well, thank you. Um, one thing, as well, I mean, with the Vikings, you know, first four straight thousand yard seasons. It what, where? As far as puking in the trash can during the game, where did you end up? Because <laughs> you, you did throw up on one quarterback, if I don't remember correctly. I'm just concerned or wondering about where you fall in the sixty year history of the Vikings as far as throwing up on the sidelines.
2: Um. You know, I, I didn't throw up on the sidelines so much as I threw up on the field. And the quarterback that you're referencing is none other than Warren Moon. Uh, this, would have been, uh, this would have been down in Tampa, probably 96, 96 or 97, I'm guessing. And he, you know, we, it was a long drive and, uh, you know, was feeling it coming out of the huddle like, I may lose it here. And he turns around to hand me the ball and I start – Puking through my mask, and and Warren does like one of these. Oh, get here, take this thing. It wasn't. It, it wasn't your classic, uh, L el- inside elbow up, uh, smooth exchange. It was Warren doing his best to get out of the way and avoid a, a little oh, bit of vomit.
1: Oh, L, I I tell you what, I I'm excited. as I'm excited for you to be able to sit in the booth. Uh, you've done a number of college games. Um, you have to be looking forward to this opportunity, and and I'm. I'm excited for you because I think that, I I mean, I just think that we need someone like you in the booth. And I don't mean that just from your football knowledge standpoint, but also the sense of humor and the laugh. You've got one of the best laughs I've ever heard. I mean, the, the only advice that I ever got in broadcasting is be yourself. But what I miss is just being funny and calling things the way you see it. So I, I know i have throwing a bunch of stuff at you, but congratulations on this opportunity. And just tell me, um, you know, what are you thinking? I know it's going to be easier. You don't have 900 guys on the roster. What, do you look, what are you looking forward to most, I guess, uh, you know, coming up this Sunday, getting to see the Vikings play the Colts?
2: Well, just being able to call a game, first of all. So I was speaking with uh, one of the producers, and she told me before the season, like, you might get a game September 12th. But that may be it for the year. So I'm thinking I'm only going to be able to call one game. Uh, But then a few weeks ago, uh, Jacob Allman, uh, the talent guy, calls me up. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Like, I'm good. And he's like, September 20th, Vikings at Colts. And he just kind of pauses And I'm just like, no way. Are you serious? Are you? I get to call. Really? <laughs> like it was. It was. It was so exciting. And you know, this will be the third uh, third game that I've called. The other two games have been at the end of the season, the last week of the season. I called Green Bay against Detroit uh, at the end of the '18 season, and then at the end of last season, I called Cincinnati uh, and the Browns. Uh, but I mean, there's there's no secret about this. Being able to call the team that you played for and a team that you have so much familiarity with, it, it just a, a really special event. But I'm just, I'm really excited to get an opportunity to call a game. Uh, and especially since it's the Vikings.
0: Again, we're speaking with uh, former Viking running back, great Robert Smith. And Robert, I can't think of a better person to offer his analysis about Dalvin Cook and uh, the Viking star running back who just got rewarded with a big contract this weekend. Uh, I would say Robert Smith type money, but he did pretty well for himself. Uh, ben Lieber said he had the C on his Jersey on, on, not because of the captain, but for kaching. he hit the <laughs> jackpot this weekend. But, uh, Give us
1: your overall thoughts. I think, think ching is
0: spelled with a K, Mark. I we'll think, to, you know we'll what, Lieber with the we'll Kansas State. Where do you go to Kansas to State? Come on, come on. Yeah, it's, anyway. well, I
2: think it's, it might be cash.
0: Yeah, it might be cash, yeah. Uh, your thoughts about Dalvin Cook overall, what, what you've seen of him from a distance?
2: Well, you know, the great thing about calling college football or being in studio at the time that I was when Dalvin – uh, was playing at florida state you get mm-hmm. to see these guys transition not only from the high school game into college but you get a chance to see them transition from college uh into the pros and um you know dalvin he's such an explosive player uh i mean he's like every great back he's got the great vision uh great lateral movement but i think an underrated part of his game is how hard the guy runs and he does a nice job of getting behind his pads not presenting a lot for the defense to tackle, but really driving those legs. So he does an excellent job. Knows how to make people miss in the open field. Obviously a, a, a great receiver out of the backfield. And you know one of the, one of the plays that really stood out to me when he was at Florida State. Uh, I remember it was it was like a, a long run in that game. And I know that uh, the Vikings fans don't like to don't like to you know maybe jinx things. But you talk about the injuries with Dalvin Cook, obviously. But he he, he he had a uh, a hamstring that was aggravated in the middle of this run. He doesn't dive to the ground like he kept running. And people say, well, you know, don't you don't want to hurt yourself. But to me, it just kind of speaks to his character and just how tough the guy is. And when you see him uh, break tackles the way that he does for a guy that's not that big, you can understand just kind of what heart he has.
1: Yeah, and Robert, uh, getting a chance to, to watch the Vikings-Packers game, uh, you played – Behind some really really good offensive linemen, uh, just give me some of your offensive takeaways from that game, like what Kirk Cousins did. How what does he have to do, and then what your initial thoughts are on the uh, Vikings' offensive line?
2: Well, I think the offensive line it's 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 a work in progress. Uh, you know, a little bit too much pressure on Kirk early in that, and you know when you when you. Don't consistently run the football. You can't really do. I believe you know what this Gary Kubiak offense wants to do more than anything else, which is to get Kirk Roland get some play action, and that really hurt their efforts early in this game. I mean, you look at you look at Kirk's numbers. What the end of the first, pretty much end of the first half, he was two for four for thirty two mm-hmm. yards. Yeah. So that they weren't able to sustain drives. They weren't able to have enough success early to stay on schedule. Uh, in drives, too many third and longs, and not able to convert there. Uh, so you're going to have you're going to have a transition period here. You know, obviously, uh, you know you uh, you want to be able to get these young receivers going. Justin Jefferson, I, I saw what he was able to do uh, at LSU, uh, but he's got some big shoes to fill on the outside as a deep threat. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen and Kirk were able to get some uh, connections in the second half, and that's really when. Uh, Green Bay started to drop back a little bit more into coverage, but I think that offensive line, they just got to be better driving off the ball, establishing that run, uh, but then working in that play action off of that.
1: While there are no fans at US Bank Stadium to start the season, we still want you there. Vikings fans in the stands presented by caribou coffee lets Viking fans purchase a cutout of themselves in their game day gear and places them in the stands for the entire season. 100% of proceeds will go to charitable community causes. Purchase your cutout at vikings.com slash cutouts. We'll be right back with more skull stories right after this.
0: Know someone who has gone above and beyond to help the community during COVID-19? The Vikings and Miller Lite are teaming up to recognize frontline heroes during the pandemic. Submit your nomination today at vikings.com slash frontline. And now let's get back to more school Stories with Robert Smith. Robert, you mentioned uh, this offensive line is a work in progress. I don't think there's any argument about that. The, The one you worked behind uh, for really the majority of your career here in Minnesota, uh, had some big names, big personalities. Uh, the name of the show is Skull Stories. What what comes to mind beyond the X's and O's when it comes to running behind that cast of characters that you ran behind here in Minnesota?
2: Yeah, cast of characters is it for sure. I mean, you know, you got Stucie on the left side and then Randall McDaniel, Jeff Christie in the middle, Dave Dixon, and then Corey Stringer on the right hand side. I mean, that. That offensive line right there, I mean, what a group. What a group of human beings. But, uh, you know, rest in peace, Corey. But, uh, you know, what a what a, a, a talented group of players. But the thing that always stands out to me is, you know, there, there are players that it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a light switch. The two people that stood out the most to me when it comes to that is that left side of the offensive line, Todd Stucey and Randall McDaniel. I mean, two of the <laughs> nicest human beings you'll ever meet. And these guys would just go and terrorize defensive linemen. And they just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And they'd come back to the huddle. Oh, okay, I, I, you know, I got this guy, you know, the Stussy voice. Uh, and then, you know, Randall having his fun with it. And, and you know, what, what incredible talents they both were. But they come back to the huddle and they're bragging about what they did to the defensive line. And I'm like, you know. They're not going to be getting back at you. They're going to be getting back at me. <laughs> like, I understand you guys want to have your fun, but let's keep it clean out there because retribution takes many forms and it's usually going against the running back as he gets held up.
1: How important is a tight end in the running game?
2: Uh, it, it can be, you know, extremely important, not just a tight end, but, you know, to have C.J. Ham back there. You know, you've got a fullback. Uh, you know, a lead blocker like that that can cut off the backside or be that lead blocker. You know, that's the same thing that you get out of tight ends and the tight ends, not just in the run game, but the matchup problems uh, that they can create. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, a lot of people have been waiting for with this Vikings offense. And, we're, and I think that we're going to eventually see it as a development of Herb Smith and his ability really to create uh, some huge matchup problems. Now, obviously, Uh, Kyle Rudolph has been a great tight end and he creates matchup problems as well. But it's just something different with a guy like Irv Smith, especially when you get him split out. You know, you line him up inside the formation, create, uh, you know, because of the structure of the defense, you know, you create an unfavorable matchup for the defense and then uh, spread him out. And with his speed and athleticism, you know, to an even greater extent than you see with most tight ends, it can be a, a matchup nightmare. We'll
0: get back to some football, but here's the real burning question. I've always wanted to ask you, Robert, Uh better show uh, mystery science theater, or the one you used to watch, I think with Mike Morris, Beavis and Butthead.
2: <laughs> I have to say mystery science theater. Now, <laughs> yeah. now Beavis and Butthead, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not a, a above, uh, you know, a little immature toilet humor uh, and, and, you know, some, some great memories from, from that, but like when I got up there to Minnesota, there there were two things that you know I was so excited about, and I didn't find out about Mystery Science Theater uh, until later. First, you know, I was a huge Prince fan, still I'm a, a big Prince fan, uh, and you know the fact that he was up there. Uh, and you know, the studio was up there. I never had actually did end up going to the studios. Uh. He, he put those things on too late, and I heard he always showed up late, so I didn't uh, bother going out there. But that was pretty cool. Uh, but Mystery Science Theater, I had watched since my freshman year uh, of, of uh, college. And so when I found out it was up there, I was so excited. Uh, and Mike Morris got me and, and, and Pete over there. Uh, just thrilled to meet all those guys. And then the fact yeah. that I was actually on the show in their very first. Uh, guest ever to appear on the show, unreal. Uh, you know, it was it was it was pretty dang cool.
1: Now, in in along those lines, do you have any inside kind of sarcastic comments that you have in the back of your mind that you're going to roll out on Sunday or make some? You know, uh, you know, he just <laughs> the, you know the running back looks like Archimedes in the backfield, I and mean, it's just stuff, <laughs> you know, what I mean, or whatever, just you know, a little Python esque, a little mystery science theater, you know, esque to uh, you know, just. For the fans that know make it more fun for them
2: well, you know those those kind of things I never plan for broadcast I think they're they're just funnier when they're spontaneous <laughs> because you know how it is I mean things, yeah. things get said during the course of a broadcast and and, and certain things happen during a game uh, that you know kind of sends your mind moving in different directions and you know it's nice to pull out those uh, obscure nuggets every now and then too you know and it's it's not about. Uh, everybody getting it, like you said, but the few that get it are just at home and you know, they're just laughing their tails off. So that's that's part of the thrill.
0: You left at the, at the prime of your career. I mean, I, I know, you, I think you led to the NFL in rushing uh, and, and you had an opportunity to continue your career. And what went into that decision to say, you know what, enough is enough. I, I'm, I'm going to move on with the rest of my life because a lot of people said, I'll, I'll take the money and it's so good, it's hard to pass up. But uh, I'm sure it was maybe a difficult decision or maybe not uh, when you re- relive those days.
2: You know, it 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 was it was tough just because you know Denny had put up with so much for me getting hurt, and I know uh, uh, yeah. Pete likes his jokes about you know me being Denny's son and being treated oh, yeah. like.
1: We don't worry. We taught. We covered it in the open.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and nobody, nobody's allowed to hit. Nobody's allowed to hit Robert.
1: No, no, you're not even allowed to look at Robert. Look the other way. Don't even look at him. <laughs> Next guy who looks at Robert's cut.
2: Uh, but but you know being in that situation that was really the most difficult part was uh having to having to tell Denny that uh, that I wasn't uh going to be coming back but you know really the easier part going all the way back to my rookie season when I tore my ACL uh and that was December of my rookie season in my right knee I also did some damage uh or had some damage done for me uh by uh, by Gilbert, the uh, linebacker there for Detroit, uh, it, the, I broke the bottom of my femur and did some damage to that articular surface, the cartilage along the bottom mm. there, and that really started to grind as my career went on. I, I had to have uh, a microfracture, I believe, after the '98 season, and then during that last season, which was the only season I didn't miss any games, um, I, I think it was against Green Bay. I you know kind of had this. Uh, twinge in my right knee and there was there was some cartilage floating around inside the knee and catching and uh, didn't didn't want to have surgery during the year didn't want to miss any games Um, but I needed to have that same surgery after the year and so I'm thinking this is the only season I don't miss any games and I still need knee surgery Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, after the season like it's it's probably time to you know as I as I've said walk away early rather than live away late
1: when you walk away from the game and you move on with life that's very it's a hard thing to do and knowing you I think the 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 thing you love as much if not more than ever stepping on a football field is is being a father
2: I mean it's it's hard to it's hard to even explain just kind of you know what what a ride it's been uh what a thrill it's been uh you know growing up um you know difficult times with my father in and out of the house chaotic when he was in the house and um you know, the, the thing that I always knew when I grew up and when I was going to be a father is that, you know, it would be everything to me and be the most important thing in the world to me. And just the joy, you know, I remember, uh, you know, the, the day my daughter was born, um, you know, and 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 thinking of uh, Stevie Wonders, isn't she lovely? <laughs> mm-hmm. as, as She was born and the tears and then you know, my son being born uh, 23 months later. And, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, uh, your you and Dixon's jokes notwithstanding, I always did think that I was going to be too hard on a son uh, and too easy on a daughter. And I've tried to, you know, kind of find that balance. Um, but just kind of figuring it out, uh, seeing their faces, being able to hold them, uh, but being able to teach them now, I think in a in a very real sense, uh, especially you know with with what's been going on with COVID, you know I get an opportunity to talk about attitude with them and perspective with them, and so this is the part you know as as much fun as it is to play the games and to throw the ball around and to watch them act like fools and you know kind of teaching them swimming and all those kind of things teaching them kind of the skills that they're going to need that are going to be most important for them as they try and navigate life and whatever it, it it brings. Like that's the, that's the greatest gift. And I, am just, I'm just thrilled every, every minute I get a chance to spend, spend with, well, not every minute,
1: most minutes. (laughs) I mean, that's
2: awesome. I don't want to tell that lie.
0: Robert Smith. Thanks so much for spending some time with us and uh, have a great time in the booth we will be not just listening to Pete versus, but we'll be listening to you as well.
1: In the booth on yeah. Sunday when the Vikings take on yeah. Indy, because we're going to be calling the game off a of TV. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So
2: wait a second. So are you, Peter? Are you going to the game?
1: No, we'll be. Uh, we have. We're not. We're not traveling this year, so we'll be calling the game from a TV at US Bank Stadium. So I'll be listening to you when the game's going on.
2: I'm thrilled that we're actually going to be there.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: have an opportunity to go to the game. Uh, you know, I, I heard initially that they were going to have some fans. I don't know what the what the case is going to be now, but it uh, doesn't matter to me, man. Just uh, just being on site at the game, uh, having a chance to, to call it, what a thrill, man.
0: Always great to have Robert Smith on the show. Pete, great to see you once again. And thank you, fans, for tuning into another episode of Skull Stories presented by CenturyLink, trusted technology partner
2: of the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see you all again next week.